Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to cover what to do when it's raining and you have maybe a week or even two weeks of continuous rain out there, which we're kind of experiencing here in Southern California, which is a little unusual for us to have this much rainfall in December and January. And we don't really average too much rain here in California. I think it goes anywhere from four inches to maybe eight inches in Southern California, which is really nothing compared to other areas. But I'll go over what to do on rainy days in your area and, of course, in the area that I service. Pool Service Pro. Open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's Referral Program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. And I think everyone looks at rain differently. And you, everyone has a different tolerance for the rain and when to kind of call it quits, pull the plug. Of course, when there's thunder and lightning in the sky, you want to not be out there. I've had, not when I was there, thank goodness, pool equipment hit by lightning. And this lightning strike shorted out the time clock and the breaker and the sub panel over there. And who knows what would have happened if I was standing there. So that's kind of like a wake up call that you don't want to go out there in the rain. Plus, you're carrying a lightning rod with your pole in your hands. And so you don't definitely don't want to do that unless you have a fiberglass pole. That's the only one I think that doesn't conduct electricity. So you don't want to be out there with the lightning. And I've had two other accounts where the tree in the front yard has been hit by lightning. One severed the branch into the driveway and the other one scorched the tree pretty badly. So lightning does strike in your area. And, you know, these three accounts are proof that lightning will hit. And if you were out there working when that happened, the odds are, of course, really against it. But why even roll the dice in that case when you know that that's a possibility? So that's a no-brainer right there. You don't go out when that's happening. And then the amount of water falling and the, the amount of rainfall, the time period of how much rain you're getting are factors also. There's some rule of thumbs. You know, if you're going to get one to two inches of rain that day, then going out there, and if it's going to rain all day, Going out in that situation, it's just pretty much pointless. You're not going to be able to do anything. You can't see the pool bottom. You really can't skim the pool. You're just going to get soaked out there. And chances are you may get into an accident or get hurt. You know, the only time I really hurt myself severely out there was on a rainy day. I was out there working and I was trying to get something from the middle of my tr- middle of my truck. And I was on the sideboard of the truck and I slipped and the side of my my side of my body hit the edge of the truck. And I remember thinking, ah, oh, that didn't feel good. That that felt weird. And I didn't really think anything of it. It was like a weird soreness right after it. And so I went to empty a skimmer basket and man, the pain just hit me. You know, I almost doubled over. So I knew right there that I had really gotten hurt. And sure enough, I had broken a few ribs 
And my wife's a nurse, so she wrapped me really well, which probably is not recommended anymore. I don't think they recommend wrapping it, but it did feel really good, and it really helped a lot. And so I broke my ribs out there in the rain, and like me, I went out the next day. I don't take any time off, which is really probably not the smartest way to do business, but I got up in the morning and went to work the next day, um, limping along, trying to do the best I could without bending over too much. And so that's the danger of working in the rain. My repair guy that I refer a lot of work to refuses to go out in the rain because he was hit and that he was in a pretty good accident where he really hurt himself um, in the rain. And so he doesn't go out in the rain either. Plus, he can't do a lot of electrical work in the rain anyway, so he doesn't go out there. So the point is, if it's raining to that extent, you really don't need to go out there. And then, of course, you're going to have customers that are going to be like, hey, you didn't come here because, you know, what it's raining a little bit and I didn't see you this week or if you show up at the pool when it's raining that hard the customer may say to you hey what are you doing here it's raining really hard so you really can't win in a lot of cases with certain customers some want to see you out there even at one or two inches of rain and others will think that you're crazy for coming out there in that rain now are you going to make up the pool because you skipped it in the rain chances are you can't because you may get rained sometime during that rest of that week or you don't have room to stack the pools and you can't really move 15 pools onto another day. So that week is just missed. And it's one of those weeks where, you know, you should have about four or five service calls every year that are extra calls because some months have five Mondays or five Wednesdays. And so just write that off as one of those things where that person, you know, gets charged for, doesn't get charged for the extra service you do on those other occasions. And in some cases, when you get rain, two or three weeks in a row, I've had to move pools. So I'll look at the forecast. I like looking at the 10-day forecast to see. In my area, it's fairly accurate. I've, you know, we're near the ocean, so it's not extremely accurate. But I will look ahead at the following week's forecast. So I was out there on a Tuesday, and it was raining pretty good. So I cut the route short, and I noticed that the following Tuesday, there was going to be a lot of rain scheduled for that also. And so what I did is I took some of the Tuesday pools and did them on Monday. And then I skipped a few other pools to kind of move them around because the only way you can do it is by skipping other pools sometimes. And so the Tuesday pools that I missed, I wanted to make sure I hit them that week because it was going to rain even harder the following week. And so you can move your route around a little bit. You don't want to miss pools two weeks in a row because then that'll be three weeks without service. And that, you know, could be disastrous. There could be a problem with the equipment. There could be a dead animal in there. There could be some staining issues with leaves and things like that. So you really don't want to go three weeks without cleaning a pool. In my area, at least, you can't do that. And so if you see rain forecast that next service week for that service day and you missed that pool the week before, you want to find some way to squeeze it in to the following week so you're not missing the pools um, two weeks in a row, if that makes sense. So try to organize your route that way. And be looking at the 10-day forecast. Be looking at the prediction for the following week. It's really important. My wife thinks I'm a little bit overly obsessed with the weather. I'm always looking at my weather app on my phone, and I'm checking three different weather sites on my computer. And that's just kind of how I develop. I, I'm kind of one of those weather nuts now because the weather is a big factor for our business out there. And if you're not looking at the extended forecast for wind or rain, then you're really hurting yourself as a service business because that is a factor and it's something to be aware of how the weather is the following week and what you have to prepare for. Now, should you add extra chemicals to the pool when the rain is predicted the following week? 
I say yes, you know, if the chlorine level is at 3, and usually the rain, of course, is in the winter here, so the water temperature is pretty cold. And so if I'm out there a week before a big storm is predicted and the pool has a chlorine level of 2 or 3 parts per million, I'll bring it up to 5 or 6 just to hedge my bets, you know, because sometimes you never know if it's windy or how much dirt's going to get into the pool, and you don't want to go back there and have to shock the pool or clean up a pool that doesn't look too good. Usually no algae forms in the winter here, so it's just a matter of the pool looking cloudy or not looking too great if the chlorine zeroes out because of the rainstorm. So I do bring the chlorine level up the week prior, and if it doesn't hit, then the chlorine level stays high for another week or two. It's not a big deal. No one's using the pool, so it's not a big loss, but I always kind of hedge my bets and definitely raise the chlorine level when I see it necessary. And as you're on your pool route, you'll know which pools will get muddy and get hit worse and you'll know those pools need to be raised up for sure. Other pools, you know, maybe all cement and the chlorine level stays high all the time. You don't have to mess with those, but be prepared for that. Now going out in the rain, I'll go back to the beginning. How much rain should you go out in? And if it's raining like a quarter of an inch, I'll usually go out and do the pools the best I can. Because then I know I'm just going to get a light dusting. And I wear the frog togs, which is a kind of a wetsuit, but it's not the full yellow raincoat. I used to wear that, but it's not easy to move in and, you know, keeps you dry, but it's kind of bulky and I've ripped mine bending over. So I wear the frog togs. You can get them on Amazon and they're really nice kind of material. They're breathable. You still get hot. So I just wear a t-shirt when I'm wearing that, but it's something that keeps you dry. And then I have my rubber boots that I wear in the rain. I have waterproof boots, but they tend to get really soaked when it's raining out there, even in a quarter of an inch rain or half an inch rain, they'll get pretty wet. So I have rubber boots for the heavy rain days and I keep those in my truck and I'll put those on if I need to and take my boots off. But I'll start with my boots just because it's more comfortable, of course. And then if I need to put the rain shoes on, I will. But generally, if it's the light rain, you're going to get a little wet out there and you can probably do your route because then it's going to stop at some point during the day and you don't really want to skip it at that point. But again, it's your business, and you know your area, you know how long the rainstorms last for. And logically, one inch or more, you can't do anything anyway at that account. You know, you can just look at the pool and see the water hitting it and be like, yeah, it's cool. But beyond that, there's not much you can do. So it's not worth going out there in that case. And again, you know, the customer may not even want to see you out there. It's just too dangerous and nothing you can do. So it's a waste of time in my book to go out there when it's raining that heavy. Now, if they're predicting a storm and it misses and you skip, then you're in a little bit of trouble. I've, I've done that over the years where, you know, they say it's going to be, you know, one or two inches of rain and it's just a quarter of an inch. That's one of those oops kind of things. You didn't go out there because you thought it was going to be a heavy rainstorm. And you're just like looking at the sky from your house thinking, hey, when is the rain going to hit? And it never hits. And then you kind of didn't do those pools. And that happens. So I'm not going to say that won't happen to you if you decide to skip on a day that's predicted to be heavy rain. But if you wake up in the morning and it's pouring out there, then you know it hit and there's no doubt that you can't go out in that weather. And you should have a service agreement that kind of explains a rainy day situation that in that kind of rainstorm, you're not going out there and you may just do chemicals only. Um, however you want to phrase it, I do have a service agreement template I can send you if you email me at david at swimmingpearlearning.com. Again, that's David at I can get one out to you. It's in Word format, so you can edit it and add to it to kind of include the weather in your area 
versus different areas of the country where you may get more rain or less rain and you can word it however you would like. So rain is one of those phenomenons that kind of mess up your schedule, mess up your route. And again, always look at the extended forecast because if you skip some pools on Wednesday because it's raining really hard, in the following Wednesday, it looks like 100% chance of rain. Things could change, of course, because that's a week out. You're going to have to kind of plan for that because more or less likely it may hit that day. Maybe it'll move to Thursday or maybe hit Wednesday night. But at least prepare to do those Wednesday pools the following week on a Tuesday if there's no rain predicted that day. Now, there's been some situations where we've had a month here. I can't remember what year it was. I, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. I'm going to say it was 2010, 2011, where we had a whole month. It was like the month of March where every single day was rain. I mean, it was like one of those weird El Nino years, and there was not a clear day on the calendar. And on that situation, I did break my rule, and I did go out there when it was raining like an inch or two, just so that I could make sure the chemistry of the pools was fine because you can't, again, like I mentioned, skip pools even in the winter and go three weeks without visiting the pool because many things can go wrong at that point. So I did go out there and break my rule at that point because there was no other choice. But if you have that choice where it's not going to rain for a whole month and you can kind of use that as a rule of thumb, one to two inches of rain is a no-no. Half an inch is kind of borderline depending on how much rain you get during periods of time. You know, you may have to skip a few pools here, continue your route, wait in your truck for it to clear up a little bit, and go out and try to finish the route. But, you know, in a lot of cases here, it's going to be raining the whole day. You can't do that. So, again, there's like no, no set rule of when to go out in the rain and when not to, when to stop and sit in your truck and when to finish the pools. But I can tell you this, there's not a lot you can do to a pool in the rain. You can't vacuum it. You can skim it maybe. In a lot of cases, that's all you can do. If it's a light rain, you can skim it, of course. And then you can check the chemistry. But sometimes the rain will mess up the chemistry anyway. You just want to make sure that the you know skimmer basket is clear, the pump basket is clear, and the cleaner is moving in the pool. That's probably the extent of what you can do. You kind of show your face and wave at the customers so they see you back there and know that you're there. You know, like slam the gate really loud so they know that you're back there and you showed up that day, whatever you have to do to make your presence known, I guess. And of course, you don't want to get hit by lightning. They'll know you're the back there for sure in that case. But you want to do something so that um, you're recognized for your effort, I guess I should say. But, you know, just kind of figure out your area, figure out how much rain you're going to get, and figure out what kind of policy you want to draw up. And let the customer, of course, know what your rainy day policy is with a service agreement. Because the rain can cause some, some confusion to the client about how much or if you're going to come out or if you're not going to come out there. Just as it causes kind of confusion to yourself of what you should do on a rainy day, the customer is also going to be likewise confused. If you're looking for more podcasts that I recorded, you go to my website, swimmingpoollearning.com on the banner, click on that podcast icon, and then you'll see a drop-down menu of different podcast episodes. If you want to enhance your business, definitely consider my coaching program at PoolGuyCoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I grace your week and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at Get skimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's get skimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.